Welcome to Discipleship Conversations, a Mission Alive podcast with Jeremy Hoover and Stephen Carazel. Welcome, friends, back to Discipleship Conversations. I'm Jeremy Hoover here with Stephen Carazel. We've been enjoying the conversations that we've been having this season as we talked with several different people about discipleship and church and ministry and life, and what that all looks like as we try to follow Jesus. We're at the point where we're going to be taking a short break for the rest of the summer. We'll be taking the month of August off from releasing episodes. This will be the last episode that we release until September. But we wanted to leave you with some food for thought, some of our own reflections about discipleship and about what what change looks like, what change really means. Stephen, you had some thoughts about this. I'd like to hear what you would like to talk about. Uh, Thanks, Jeremy. One of the things I've been thinking about is how people grow in discipleship or really how people grow in learning anything. One of the things that has me thinking about that is uh, I'm an aspiring bass player, uh, learning a little bit uh, all the time, and I'm doing it while playing. And so I started thinking about how we learn things in layers and how sometimes I try to go after something and try to just become a a master of this one little thing. I want to learn a song and I want to learn it really well. But one of the important things in playing, I think, and really in learning anything, any new skill, any new knowledge, is rather than diving deep and mastering a piece or trying to master everything all at once, is to learn by layers, um, which is a slower way of learning. I think about a lot of times, uh, maybe our culture builds us up to What's the, what's the fastest way I, be, I can become the best in this? That we might refer that to that as a shortcut or whatever, but what's the fastest way I can become the best at whatever it is I want to become the best at? Uh, best-selling author, best musician, uh, smartest person in this area or whatever. And, and really, it kind of short-circuits how we look at people who have been doing something for years, even decades, and what time, consistent time in a subject, in an instrument, in a game, or whatever, how that makes someone better. Um, And so, yeah, I think about it in terms of, you know, discipleship uh, is the same way we're not going to be the best disciples quickly or whatever. It's, it's not even about that. It's about a steady path of growing. Let's say we're talking about reading the Bible. How much can I get out of reading the Bible by reading the Bible once? And I'm not going to become a scholar by reading the Bible once through, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. Uh, I'm a lay down a layer of knowledge, a layer of encounter, a layer of, of 
learning that the next time I go through it, it's going to build on top of that. And I'm going to gain something from that. I don't know. That, does that make you sense as I've kind of laid that out there for you? It sure does. I, it reminds me of what I like to tell people about Bible reading, and that's that it's cumulative. That, you, that the, the growth that you get from reading the Bible comes cumulatively. I can't tell you the number of Christians that I've taught in a Bible class or just had conversations with. You share something about the Bible that they didn't know. And they come away from that almost like they're defeated. And they, the Bible is just too much to know. I'll, I'll never get to know it. And I have to remind people, you know, look, I've been, I've been a Christian. I've been going in and out of churches my whole life. I've been dedicated to learning the Bible probably since I was 15. I've, I studied the Bible academically through at least five years of, of college and, and graduate school, and I've been reading and studying the Bible professionally for my career for 20 years, or you know, back then, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it was. And so when you are around something that much, you, you pick up on it more than a person does that you know, reads it for 15 minutes three times a week. Which isn't to, to downplay that, because what I would tell people is, look, every time you read the Bible, what you're learning builds on what you've already learned. And so if you're, if you're trying to read the Bible through, and you can do it in a year, or maybe it takes you two years or three years, I would recommend to people, just if you have a question, just write it down and then move on. You don't have to answer every question that you have every time you have it. And I said, if you keep a log of the questions that you have, if you're consistently reading through the Bible, I guarantee you when you come back around, you're going to have answered a bunch of those questions already because your, your, your Bible knowledge builds at the more that you read. Guys, yeah, and it's, as you said, cumulative. Yeah. Uh, and I would add to that consistency mm -hmm. in that. Uh, in that process. And here's, here's something I'm gonna go back to uh, bass playing, actually guitar playing. I started playing guitar when I was six, but, and you think, okay, he should be really good by now, but I'm not as good as it sounds like I should be because there are large gaps in which I didn't play. I set the mm. guitar aside. And so there were smaller uh, time frames when I played a lot but there were long gaps in which I didn't play at all. And that stunted my growth and even frustrated me, my, it frustrated me as I picked it back up again because I'd forgotten so much uh, in the process. And I tried to, I think part of that was I tried to accelerate so much in one aspect and then just set it down. And, and then I try to accelerate again. It's, so it's a lot of stop and go with a lot of stop and not a lot to go. Uh, and so that worked against me overall. And so I'm taking a different approach with the, as I picked up the bass in the last uh, two or three years and, uh, and just playing regularly and how much more I'm learning or retaining learning because I'm playing regularly. So mm -hmm. my basics 
instead of working on my basics, my basics become more natural and then I can build on the next thing. So I'm always, it's always a grind in learning something new, but it's not the same thing I'm grinding at. The basics are becoming easier and easier and easier as I learn, as I lay down another layer on top of that, another layer on top of that. It reminds me, we were having a conversation before this about playing chess and how, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you can approach playing chess, uh, which I'm, I'm not a chess player. Uh, You can approach playing chess from a beginner as I'm going to approach it as to win each time. It's about winning the game rather than about learning the game. And that's that's kind of something more from your experience. You yeah. kind of talked about playing chess. Yeah, yeah. When we moved to Sarnia, Abbott and I uh, connected with a chess club that we went to every week until it, it closed down during COVID. And I don't think it's reopened since. But uh, when we got there, it was obvious that we were the, the two worst players. And my son was was pretty discouraged because he'd sit down to play with kids his own age and he'd just he'd get obliterated. And I told him the same thing. I said, you know what? I sat down with, with guys I'd lose in five minutes. Like, they're, they're good. And I, I said, there's a difference. I like said, chess is one of those games. I said, there's no luck in it. And chess is one of those games where knowing how the pieces move doesn't mean that you're good at the game. There's a difference between knowing how the pieces move and how a game is played and playing the game well. And so what you and I were talking about, Stephen, is the way that if you want to get really good at chess, you have to evolve beyond just learning how the pieces move. You have to be willing to study opening strategy, mid-game tactics, ending strategy. And even within that, at the for example, at the ending strategy, there's not just there's not just a strategy. There's strategies depending on board position and such. And even within those strategies, there's different tactics. So you have to you have to build one piece at a time, one tactic at a time. You have to to practice. You have to be willing to sit. If you want to get really good at it, you have to be willing to sit down and say, I'm going to put a board out. And I'm going to practice these opening tactics until I get comfortable with them so that when I actually get to a game, I'm going to know how to implement that opening strategy because I understand the tactics. And it's like that, I think, for discipleship and and Christian growth, we have to think about what are the ways that that I want to grow? And if I find myself in a scenario, what's how do I need to respond to that? What do I need to pray about so that I can respond the way that I think will be most honoring to God? For example, I run into people that, that they just, they, they feel like they're never going to be what they call a good Christian because they have two or three areas where they, they constantly struggle. Maybe it's getting angry at a spouse. Maybe it's, it's, uh, struggling with a bad attitude at work or whatever. And we'll talk about that and they'll say, I'm not going to be a good Christian. I, I got, I got mad at my spouse again. And I, I like to ask some questions like, well, let's, let's think about that because the fact that you're identifying that problem shows an awareness 
that you know how you need to grow. And how quickly did you get to that awareness this time versus the last time? Because that's growth. You know, if, if you're, if, if you became aware of the problem and it took you a, a couple of, of days to notice it the first time, but now in the heat of the argument, you know that you shouldn't be responding this way, but you don't know how to get out of it. Well, that's growth. You know, it may not look like it, that the end result isn't growth. You need to do better. You need to grow into a more gracious response. But if you're now becoming aware in the moment that you're not responding properly, that's growth. And you just need to learn, keep growing and, and, and praying and asking God to help you. But there's a lot of growth there, even though you're not living optimally the way that you want to. Yes. And so one of the things I think about in terms of that growing, we go back to the game thing and how one thing that people say, teachers say, whatever, whether you're playing tennis or, you know, whatever sport you're, you're trying to grow at playing, playing an instrument, playing chess is, is playing with people better than you. And so that your your encounters, your experiences are about growing. Uh, if you're always playing with people who are are not as good as you, you're 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 teaching them, and that's an important thing. You're benefiting them, but they're they're not benefiting you in a way of your growth the same way as if you played with people who are better than you. So in, always in, trying to find a way to engage someone in a chess match that's better than you, someone that's better than you in tennis so that it, that person can keep pushing you in this direction. And the same way as a disciple is, is uh, there are reasons why we look for mentors. We look for people who have been down the road to help us in an area of our lives because they have, we've seen them overcome something and they have something to teach us and a, a way to grow. So it's not, it's not, uh, we can approach times like that as opportunities to criticize ourselves, be frustrated with ourselves because we're not where we think or where we, where we want to be. We think we should be or where we want to be or we can look at those as opportunities to learn and to grow. Mm -hmm. And so I think about that in terms of discipleship so much is that we're not, and this is where the whole, and I think we do this with any kind of mastering skills is we're comparing where we are with somebody else as a way of status uh, to, to, to be proud of something rather than uh, looking at where we are as the journey I've been on, where I've come from, where I am now, where I'm going, what, what more can I learn? Uh, and uh, things like that. I, and that's been helpful to me. Uh, a good, healthy uh, master guitarist, bassist, whatever, master chess player, master, whatever, someone who is at the top of their game, what we would say top of the game is, is always learning something new. I remember watching, I know kind of going more with analogies at this point than with discipleship itself, but I was watching a documentary on the, the band Rush and it was about Neil Peart as a drummer 
And as good of a drummer as he was, there was a point, even when he was one of the best drummers around, he changed his style a bit, changed the technique that, uh, I mean, significantly changed the technique that then raised his level of playing even higher. And so a lot of times we think where we are is, is comfortable and good, but there was something he saw, I, he could learn some more. And I think about that is that there's always something to learn. There's always a place to grow. And I should never look at myself as having accomplished or arrived and approaching my life as, as a disciple, as always from the posture of learner. Mm -hmm. And that way I can even approach people who are not as far on the journey as I am in a particular way. If I approach them as a learner, I could then see how they might teach me something. Mm -hmm. I can learn from people for they might be further ahead in some other area. There's something I can learn from people, regardless of where I am on that journey. And Stephen, I like to tell people too that for most of us, growth is incremental. And instead of constantly looking at how we're still deficient from where we want to be, we should pause and give God thanks for the growth that he's brought us up to. And, yes. you know, much like, much like when you grow from a child to an adult, you don't do it in three days. You don't do it in three years. Even it's, it's, you know, an 18, approximately 18 year long process. Growth is incremental. And a lot of times what happens is we'll look back and be able to take stock of how far we've really come. But in the moment, we don't always see it. And so I think reflection is a really good tool to use to think about where we want to go, but also to think about where we've been. Yeah, so it kind of goes back to kind of the idea that I opened up with is that this layers, and that's kind of what has kind of opened my mind to think about it a little bit more. And the layer may be thin that I've laid down, but it's still a layer. And I can add another thin layer on top of that. I can add another thin layer on top of that. It's, you know, whether you call it incremental, small steps, uh, little by little, however you want to call it, it's been helpful to me to think about a layer that kind of, that I'm building on. Um, it, that just, it doesn't have to be a thick layer. It could be a thin layer. I have a look at my experience and I think, go back with laying down those layers and doing that with consistency. And so I've kind of avoided the statement, but it's always running in my head, but it, it's, it's the, the title of a book that Eugene Peterson uses uh, someone else's statement to call his book, uh, a long obedience in the same direction. It is this continual aspect of following Jesus and if, I can, if I'm consistently engaging with that, whether it's in reading the Bible, uh, engaging in prayer, or other disciplines of the Christian life, I am, I'm, I'm on that long journey of obedience, uh, layer by layer, growing deeper and deeper in my, in my life uh, as following Jesus. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, it reminds me of just the conversations we've had, uh, people who are are doing things and 
I think people talk about it in terms of failure. You know, if something failing is an opportunity to learn, instead of calling it a failure, we call it an opportunity to learn. And I think about the people that we've talked to uh, recently, and they've all kind of given some aspect of that. Their experience has uh, been a way of learning something new and growing. So learning discipleship in layers is kind of my my big thought. Yep, that's good. Appreciate you sharing that. And I'm glad we could talk about it for a, a few minutes here. Hope that you'll enjoy this episode and stick with us. We'll be back in September with a new batch of inter- interviews. Thank you for listening to Discipleship Conversations. Thanks for listening to this Discipleship Conversation. We invite you to share this episode and tune in next time for another conversation. We also invite you to subscribe and rate the podcast through your favorite podcast app. We'd love to hear from you. Send your comments and questions to media at missionalive.org. Check out the episode show notes and learn more about the podcast and other Mission Alive media resources at missionalive.org media. Intro and outro music is by audionautics.com. Mission Alive works to bring about the holistic transformation of marginalized communities through starting and renewing innovative churches that address the most challenging issues faced by their neighbors. Learn more about what we do and how to connect at missionalive.org.